so it's been a long time. It's been a few months actually since my last, since I last uploaded an episode. I think the last episode I uploaded was the uni. I think it's titled like the nine thousand two hundred fifty pound uh, debate or something. So yeah, that was on whether uni's worth it this year because of you know all the COVID stuff and the kind of online nature of uni. Um, basically what's happened is I've just gotten quite inundated with work and, and just tedious things and little projects doing on the side. And I didn't mean to take this much time off. It kind of just happened. You know, sometimes when you're in something, when you're doing something like gym, for example, when you're, when you're going gym, it's so hard to stop. But then when you stop, yeah, it's so hard to get back in. And obviously that's with everything and it happened here. So, um, I thought I was only taking like a couple of weeks off and it ended up being a few months. But n- now we're back. Um, there will be content coming. And uh, today I'm just kind of giving you a little update of what I've been up to. So as I said, yeah, uni is still going on in my third year, final year as well, studying computer science in a university in the UK. Won't disclose where, just in case. Um, but yeah, uni's going well. I didn't think it would be this smooth being online but it is much smoother than I thought Um, I think partially that's due to my university being very well prepared for online uh, teaching and you know so much so that when I'm in my first year we had the online facilities ready so it was it was being used and it's kind of a bit of a flashback to first year um, because if, if you don't go to a lecture or something, you can just go onto the online platform and, and watch the lecture and, and find all your material. It's all there, you know, and I'm kind of doing the same thing now, um, albeit for all lectures and all labs and, and every bit of contact or usual contact time I'd have, I'm now doing it online. It's not bad. It's quite, it's quite good, actually, because it saves a lot of time because before when I was in uni... I would walk to uni and back. Uh, I'd call that my little exercise for the day, I say. Um, And the walk there would be about half an hour, door to door, you know, to get from my apartment to um, the the front door of where my lecture was, it would be about half an hour, right? And then half an hour back. So that's an hour gone every day, just walking. I would try and make myself productive, by listening to a podcast or something but sometimes you know you just don't want to you know listen to anything you just want to walk and kind of enjoy the fresh air so I wouldn't say it was a waste of time walking there um it was I guess I just didn't appreciate the walking as much then because uh, we hadn't experienced this lockdown or anything or being stuck inside um because now I definitely appreciate walks a lot more than I did then I never used to go for well, not never. I, I used to go for walks like probably once every two weeks or something. Spon- not spontaneous, but maybe if you know my mom or dad wanted to go or something like that, I'd, I'd go for a walk with them. But now I find myself doing it almost daily because not so much that I'm stuck inside or under lockdown now. Where I am, it's quite free and open and uh, COVID was handled quite well here. So we are able to go out, but I mean, you just now appreciate the smaller things in life, right? Like fresh air outside and not so much the 
the materialistic things like you know clothes or or buying a car or whatever it is not that I was thinking of buying a car anytime soon but um yeah I just appreciate the smaller things now but yeah apart from university I've been doing a few other small projects on the side um kind of launched a small little venture slash business which started during I think I product or the idea inception started around May or June of 2020 and it was it was not like a 100% go into this idea from day one it was I'd say you know like I was working on it for like a month solid straight and then kind of took some time off not time off but just let my foot off the, the accelerator for a bit and then uni started and it just didn't get started in the time frame that I wanted to get started in um but but now it's kind of it's going at a steady pace I'm not going to really mention what it is now but maybe it will come later on but it's been a great experience so far just being um in an actual kind of startup that's got investment that's um been proved we you know we've proved the the idea to investors and um this is kind of like the first real um startup you could say that I've I've been a part of because when I was younger I did do a few other small business ventures you know the the classic t-shirt business or hoodie business um I did have a, a few other things like uh, a financial signaling business more of like a market forecasting business um that worked for a bit but none of that felt as professional and as proper as this does because you know this we've got the contracts we've got you know signing being taking place we're talking to developers um you know we're about to sign the agreement to start developing and um yeah it just feels a lot more real so been working on that as well and then finally the other main big thing i've been working on is my plans for when i finish university so what i want to be doing after um where i want to go into and so that involves a lot of you know research and a lot of work on cvs and cover letters things like that you know i've got a little got not a little quite a big spreadsheet now um that kind of plans out uh, what i want to achieve and and you know what i'll need to do to get to those milestones over the years um obviously i know it's not going to follow that plan exactly but it's better to have a plan than to not have a plan right also on that spreadsheet is a list of kind of all the companies um been i've been researching and looking to apply to and a lot of the graduate schemes i've found i will i'll be kind of transparent that i want to go into finance you know even though i do study computer science i find myself much more gravitated towards finance um you know obviously i've got this podcast which kind of shows uh, my interest in in finance i wouldn't say i will i wouldn't say i'll like cut off tech or computer science or anything because you know in a time like this you'll you'll be lucky to get something so if you know if i can't get something in finance i will definitely take whatever whatever does uh arise 
but yeah right now I'm just working on a lot of cover letters and CVs and on the topic of CVs actually um, for anyone listening that is say maybe a student or around my age or you know applying for jobs and stuff you'll you'll know this when you start the process of looking for jobs um, your CV your first draft or your fourth draft or whatever CV you've got now is not what will be needed to get you that job or to get you the interview not really to get you, get you the job your aim is to get the interview right um so I've, I've been having a lot of meetings with career advisors at, at my university and i mean the difference between my first cv and the cv i've currently got is incredible like it's it's a huge 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 change uh, it's like it's not even um night and day it's like a bigger change than that you know my first cv i kind of just put everything that i've i've achieved or been happy about in my life and uh that's not really what you want to do you want to uh target your cv needs to really speak about what you're applying for right and what kind of transferable skills things you've done in your life uh that will be a benefit for the job or the company or whatever you're applying for so it's been a it has been quite a a an interesting process to see my cv develop and you know it's easy for you to know what you've done right like i myself i know everything i've done and it's all in my head right but unless it's written how is that person who's hiring you or potentially going to hire you going to know what you've done right so you've really got to you've got to communicate everything and sometimes it sounds a bit like or it feels a bit like you're you don't need to say that that's quite obvious but no it's not obvious for the person the hiring manager or the head of recruitment or whatever whoever's looking at it they have no idea who you are you to them are just a piece of paper right so you've got to be the best piece of paper they look at that day so yeah that's that's what I've been doing in regards with that cover letters as well. I've been working on quite a few of those, uh, quite a few more to go just for, for different graduate schemes and graduate jobs. Cover letters are, are cool because they allow you to kind of express your, as, as a graduate, they're cool because they allow you to express what you've done on your CV in more detail. If it's related to your, uh, the job you're applying for. So, yeah. So other than the update, from my side on what I've been doing obviously the world's had a few big updates since uh, we last spoke or since I last spoke to you the main big news is the vaccine and uh, I guess what do I think of this whole vaccine and the effects on the markets well it's obviously going to have what well, has had a, a positive impact on the market there's been a lot more demand in uh, equities and it makes sense because i guess a lot of money managers and pension funds and and you know these sort of money managers the pension funds and endowment funds are the ones that uh they cannot take the volatility so they will in times of uncertainty will, will liquidate a lot and uh well not liquidate a lot but they will have a big cash uh percentage of their portfolio and obviously when the market looks to be coming back or when there's, there's a fresher outlook on the future they will pump their money back into the market so obviously what's happened here is those money market managers who make up the majority of um, stock market investments have 
pumped a lot of their money back into the market because they're more confident on the future, um, as as they should be doing. But I mean, whether the the percentage increase in the stock market over the last couple of weeks is reflective of the real change in demand in the economy. No, no, that's not true. It can't be true. I don't think the demand from pre-COVID will come back anytime soon. Um, businesses will still suffer. Businesses are still suffering. I guess it's just more of a of a nicer future now, now that this vaccine's been announced and is starting to be rolled out. Um, I was reading articles, which I will link from... Associated Press saying trucks with the first COVID-19 vaccines in the US are ready to roll out um, or get ready to roll out even. So they'll be on their way to, uh, I guess, the most in need of this this vaccine. Whether or not we can trust what's in it and side effects and all that, that's another story. I know I won't be rushing to take the vaccine. Um, obviously, I'm not a I'm not one of the first people that would get it anyway because I'm not... Um, of the critical age, maybe I think it's above 70 or something like that and uh, have no underlying health issues. So, um, yeah, but you know, I'll I'll see what happens if I'm forced to take it or if I have to take it, I've kind of got no choice, but for now I'll, I'll stay away from it. Other news in the markets. Um, so a few months ago I released an episode about Tesla entering the S and P 500. And in all honesty, when I was, speaking about that a few months ago, reading the articles, I didn't think it was going to happen because Tesla had already um, been pumped up a lot, not artificially, but the value wasn't, um, the value increase over that period of time was not representative of the increase in the, the stock price over that period of time. So it was a lot of speculation, right? And now they are actually going to enter the S&P 500. And what I think of this is, I don't think... What's going to happen is this. So as soon as it enters the S&P 500, there's going to be a huge spike in demand for Tesla because all these funds, you know, the people who have Vanguard S&P 500 funds, the All-America funds, um, pension funds, they're all going to automatically buy Tesla now because they have they have the S&P 500 in their portfolio. So yeah, there's going to be a big spike um, how long that lasts, nobody knows. I don't know. Um, I would not short Tesla anytime soon because, I mean, there's been some money managers that did that and lost quite a lot of money. I think I read one money manager lost $400 million um, trying to short Tesla a few months ago. But it will, you know, the end of its run will come. Um, it's inevitable because, you know, the more it goes up, the more the people who got in early will want to liquidate their positions and they make up most of the positions just because they've, uh, they bought at a lower price. So, you know, when they do start selling, then, then the price will fall. Um, but I'm, I'm, I am optimistic on Tesla for the long-term future as a long-term investment. I think it's great because, um, it is a, it is a, a great company. They, they come out with unbelievably innovative products and ideas and they execute on those ideas um it's kind of like a large startup um the way they operate but yeah i would i would stay in there for the long term with tesla but short term just you know know that there will be crazy amounts of volatility i mean it's it in the, in the past year it's gone up over 700 percent. now that's not reflective of 
a normal investment. That's not normal by any means. So, you know, if that is your, if Tesla is your first investment and you've seen, well, I've gone up 700% in a year, um, don't hope that for every other investment you make uh, because it's just not true. It's not, it's not reflective of the market. If, if the average stock market return is 10%, that means the average company goes up 10% a year, right? Obviously, some will go up 20%, 30%, and some will also go down 10, uh, 20%, 30%. And that's what makes the average. But 700% is, is unheard of. So just be careful, be wary, and uh, be patient if you're, if you're a long-term investor, which I think is the only type of investor. Um, there is no short-term investor. Short-term investing for me is gambling. Uh, long-term investing is what investing was made for and what investing is all about. So yeah, that about sums it up. This is really more of an update as an episode and uh, just to let you guys know that it's not it's not over this podcast. Um, it just took a, a longer than expected break. So I hope you enjoyed today's little update. I don't know if there was much value there. Um, I guess the main takeaway then from the Tesla little conversation is uh, long term is is the key for for investments you can't don't expect this 700% if it happens it happens but um, just if you're going to buy a company or buy a um, a share or stock or whatever just uh, be in it for the right reasons and be in it for the long term so take care guys and uh, we will catch up with you in the next episode